How do we thrive instead of just survive? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is internist and chief of occupational health at California Pacific Medical Center in San Francisco, Dr. Linda Cause Clever. Welcome. Thank you. Dr. Clever, it seems like uh, more and more most physicians are just surviving from day to day. How can we renew and thrive? The way to renew and thrive is to want to do it and then to do it. It's one of those situations where talking about it isn't really enough. John Gardner, who was uh, such an important start and implementer for Renew, which is the the not-for-profit that we're talking about, really, used to say values aren't strengthened by talking about them. Values live or die in everyday action. So the thriving part comes from several elements. It comes from, one, deciding that that's what we want to do. We want to do more than just get through the day. We want to do more than survive. So that's the awareness and kind of the taking the pledge. And part of taking the pledge actually is getting our family and our friends involved, too, because we can get really ground down to a nubbin uh, with the everydayness of life. We have a friend uh, who had a just a catastrophic illness, um, Guillain-Barre, and did not recover fully from it, although certainly his mind is terrific, but he has a very hard time walking and even talking. And he and his wife, who is just as spirited as he is, uh, decided to buy a house in France. And I said, my goodness, how did you do that? And he said, well, I just decided that the everydayness was getting me down. Hmm. So deciding that the everydayness is kind of sapping our energy is step one. What we know about physicians who consider themselves thrivers, who really consider themselves buff and in great shape, there are essentially five elements that they they do or they have. Do you want to go through those five? This is five steps to being buff for docs. (laughs) One is they have strong relationships, uh, and that means friends and family and not only colleagues. Colleagues are great, but colleagues are not the same as friends. Two, they take care of themselves. And that means having your own physician. A physician should have an own physician. A nurse practitioner should have a nurse practitioner or a physician. Nurses and doctors, we're famous for diagnosing and treating ourselves, and that's just dumb. And our families need to have their own physicians, not us, or nurse practitioners, et cetera, et cetera. So, taking care of ourselves. And that means getting flu shots, and that means getting hepatitis B shots and so forth and so on. And that means taking vacations and getting some sleep and finishing a a good book every so often. The third is perhaps surprising unless we really think about it, and that is that they have a strong sense of a spirituality in the world or a religion, either or. It doesn't have to be an organized religion per se, but some sense of the awe in the universe, some sense of the, the mystery and wonder of it all that, that, again, lifts us out of the everydayness so that we can... I know one physician who changed his route home after a conversation group that we had had so he could watch the sunset uh, instead of going through the, the traffic. Seeking out and being aware of this wonder of the universe and or, again, having uh, an actual religion or faith. The fourth thing is they like what they do. Physicians who thrive like what they do, by and large. And whether that's their practice and or 
committees that they're on and or going to the symphony and or going for a walk and or cooking the best pesto in the world. They like what they do. And sometimes, you know, we don't like everything every day by any means, but there's something else outside of work, let's say, or outside of the pressures of, of having five children all at once that bring us joy and, and bring us some peace and some calm. So that like what they do uh, isn't all just work all the time. And the fifth is that they have a sense that they can play the cards that are dealt them, that they have some bounce, the ability to bounce back, that life sometimes gives us a joker, and that the attitude is a kind of a can-do attitude, that I can get through this. I've been through tough times before. Consider an internship. Consider school. I mean, we've been through tough times. I've done that before. I can do it again. Uh, And again, I'm not just talking about a mindless optimism. I'm really talking about a tough-minded optimism, a tough-minded optimism of saying, these are my skills, these are my assets, these are my allies, this is what I've done before, I can do this again. So those are the, the five boxes to check off, since we do tend to check off boxes because we have our obsessive-compulsive traits, uh, to be thinking about for thriving. Uh, Dr. Clever, uh, you know, that's a great list. It's, it's wonderful when you can boil it down to five things. And they sound simplistic, but but obviously they're really not. And I know for myself, the, the taking care of yourself part is just huge. And, uh, you know, I've always felt that you can't really be a healer unless uh, you're healthy yourself. Um, last fall, I went to one of the country's top preventive medicine clinics and, and spent a whole day there as a patient. And what was amazing to me was that at least the day I was there, probably 70, 80% of the patients were physicians. So I think that message is getting out there that we really have to take care of ourselves, although that doesn't mean being your own provider. I think that that's true. Um, I got to thinking that 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 must have been the day when they had a special for physicians. (laughs) We are notoriously careful with our funding. That's right. (laughs) How we spend our money. First of all, congratulations, and I'm delighted that you did this for yourself because it isn't also just for ourselves because as healers and as givers and as servants and that that we we are as well, the only way we're really going to be able to accomplish what we want to accomplish is by being okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, so there is that wisdom in it that the way we're going to finish this marathon is by having the fuel and having the spirit and being in in shape that which means physical as well as having some spirit and so forth and so on so it's a great investment and i I did want to say one of the things that we often short shrift ourselves on is sleep Mm -hmm. and not too long ago i was in a group where um, someone said I finished my residency 18 years ago, and I still haven't had a good night's sleep. Then someone else said, well, I was in the same situation until I started to change my schedule so that I didn't have to finish every last email before I went to bed. You know, nobody is going to get that email that I do at 1030 at night. And then he said, it took me a year and a half to start feeling sensible again and to recover from what he called, there was this kind of veil over me all the time. I just didn't have enough sleep. You know, at night when everybody's yeah. asleep and uh, yeah. the office is closed, that's when you can finally get something done. That is absolutely true. The quiet times of, at night are really beautiful. Somehow or other, though, we really have to catch up with, with that sleep deprivation. 
I, you know, there are all kinds of data that sleep deprivation is as bad on one's judgment as as alcohol. Oh, and absolutely. And we know that. Absolutely. And you know what I always tell my patients, um, that drunk people usually know they're drunk. Uh, Sleep-deprived people usually don't know they're impaired. So in a way, they're even worse. Exactly. I, I was as I was talking about the, the, the book that is being circulated to publishers, I said, and I said, we're working on the title. And a physician came up to me and he said, I have the, the, I have the title. It says, help me. I'm tired and I don't know it. Oh, yeah, it's good. And and certainly, you know, I think the, the other piece of this for physicians is the fear. And, and I think it really is fear that somehow people are going to think badly about us if we do reach out and ask for help, even if, if it is something so simple as going to the doctor and getting a flu shot. I've checked about that, and you are absolutely right. That is what stops us often. The thing that's interesting is if you ask physicians on the other side, how do you feel if one of your colleagues comes to you for help, whether it's for a shot or whether it's for counseling or whether it's for a physical exam or whether it's for a cough or whatever. How do you feel if a colleague comes to you for help? Invariably, the answer is, I am honored. It is an honor for me to know that my colleague thinks that I'm a good enough doctor that he or she would come to me for help. So we've, we've made this kind of fake excuse that um, just isn't true. People want to help us. And I think that uh, once we, again, can acknowledge that we aren't perfect, because in fact, we aren't perfect. Most of our colleagues, all that I've come across, but we know nothing in biology is 100%, but our colleagues want to take care of us if we will only ask. Now, another thing, as you were talking about the five traits, liking what they do, so many physicians seem not to like what they do um, and feel almost backed into a corner that after all of this money and training and all the years that we're kind of stuck. Um, What words do you have to say for them? Feeling stuck is a terrible, terrible feeling, and I agree that There's a lot of stuckness out there. And I would say that, again, it's bad for our cardiovascular system. It's bad for our families. It's bad for our patients. When you feel resentful, you're more likely to make errors, et cetera, et cetera. So, well, we all know that. So what's to do about it? I think that one of the things can really help is a a values conversation, talking and thinking about our values with ourselves, our own interior selves, and then talking with our families about it our values and what's really important to us. Because sometimes we go along on assumptions and expectations, and those are pretty frail crutches to be walking with because assumptions are not right and expectations haven't happened yet. And they, they may be our parents' expectations or what we, you know, somebody's put on us. They're not even our own expectations. But the, the story that, that um, I found very helpful, I was talking with a group of physicians, and we were talking about what have you done lately to refresh? And this one physician said, well, I started to coach baseball. Mm. And I said, how come? And he said, well, we got together with my family, and my family and I got together, and we all decided that I wasn't spending enough time with the kids, and they like baseball, and I can coach. And so I started to coach baseball. And I said, well, how did it work? And he said, well, I put it on my schedule. He said, I saw you know, fewer patients, and you know, I'd go out, and we'd practice, and we'd play. And I said, well, what what were the implications? And he said, there are two implications. One is, or two results. One is, I have my family back and I have decreased income. 
Yep. <laughs> and he said, but you know, that's all right. Hmm. He said, because they didn't want the big house that I was trying to earn for them. And as we went around the table, actually, another doc said I uh, did the same thing about 15 years ago, except I did it differently. I started to coach baseball, but I would leave my office, go and coach, and we'd have games. And then I'd go back to the office, and I'd take the charts home at night, and I'd work more on weekends and so forth. And I said, how did it work out? And he said two words, big mistake. Mm. So there are choices to make, and when we make them with people who are important in our lives, I think we can get unstuck. Well, I want to thank our guest today, Dr. Linda Haas-Clever. We've been discussing how to thrive. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.